Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Joining us right now, one of my favorite regulars, Marissa Gillette, our chairwoman of Pira, who I guess, Marissa, I guess you're becoming some kind of a state Connecticut hero now for uh, your latest in doing something extraordinary and saying no to a utility that wanted to raise our rates. Congrats to you and lucky for us. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Nice to be back. So what happened with Aquarian? Why did you say no? You know, uh, Aquarian had not been in for a rate case in over a decade, and a lot can happen in a decade. Uh, you know, certainly they invested money in infrastructure, and we found that they had you know, the right to recover for that. But in those intervening, um, you know, decade, a lot of other things happened. They put money towards, uh, you know, entertainment expenses, sponsorships, things that really I don't believe are necessary to provide utility service. And so what we did through this rate case was kind of look, you know, under the hood and say uh, there's a lot of fluff in here and a lot that, uh, you know, is not appropriate for you to recover through rates. And uh, that's what the decision ultimately did. We found $10.7 million worth of operating expenses that uh, we thought were improper to recover and oh. a lot of their other requests um, wow. improper as well. Now, when you say improper to recover, in other words, they should have been able to absorb these operating expenses as the cost of doing business as a for-profit entity, and they were trying to put it on the backs of us again? Exactly. Exactly. You know, the world of utility regulation is a complicated one. They get um, guaranteed cost recovery for a number of things, but, you know, at its core, what they should be getting recovery for are costs that are necessary, reasonable, prudent things that they have to do in order to provide you safe and reliable service. And frankly, from where I'm sitting, um, you know, providing uh, box seats at you know the Excel Center is uh, for their employees is not a necessary cost of doing. Uh, or if, if they want to do it, they should be recovering it out of their profit margin. You know, it's just extraordinary when you get down to that little brass brass, uh, detail that you just talked about, that brass tax detail. It's extraordinary what I call the chutzpah, the just the (laughs) unmitigated gall 
But you know that they're counting, Marissa, on the fact that people are not paying attention and really not reading. You realize that. They figure if they stick it in, and and so they'll stick it in so they don't want to ever be dishonest about it, so they'll put it in there. But they're figuring no one's going to read it anyway. Sure. And, and I wouldn't say... Um you know, dishonest, as you mentioned, is not the word I would use, but they are creative, right? Like, so if you ask them a question, like, do you recover costs for lobbying and rates? The answer is no, 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 of course not. But then you ask them, okay, well, is it part of the charge that you're being assigned from your parent company? Oh, well, yeah, there are some lobbying costs in there. So, you know, it's, um, it's a creative interpretation of questions that are posed, and you really need skilled um, regulators and parties looking at these to make sure that, you know, what's being recovered through rates is the cost of providing safe and reliable service and those costs alone. We're chatting with Marissa Gillette, and we're talking about finagling. Okay, you want, <laughs> that's what we're really talking about, <laughs> the old finagle. Okay, I get it. But you see, it does take somebody experienced. It's like It's like if I read a balance sheet and I'm not an accountant, it's just it's just numbers. It doesn't mean anything. But if I take an experienced CPA and I put them in front of a balance sheet, they can read it like I can read a novel. And so what you're saying is that's why you need experienced people like you to be asking the questions because you know you know what it you know where the creativity may be. You know where it may be. Yeah. Exactly. And in, in the utility world it's even worse, right? Because if you think about what we're doing here with a regulated monopoly is we're consistently at an information disadvantage. The the asymmetry between the amount of information that we have versus what they have um is is almost in some cases in an insurmountable um, you know, mountain to overcome, which is why in utility regulation the burden is supposed to be completely squarely on the utility to demonstrate the need for cost recovery. And I think what's happened over the past couple of decades in Connecticut is that the utilities collectively have been allowed to, you know, kind of have a, a more relaxed burden. And they've gotten away with simply, you know, putting spreadsheets in front of us and not having to answer the tough questions about how those costs relate to the provision of utility service. So what's going to happen with Aquarian, which let's remind people is actually owned by Eversource. This rate was denied. What I read in the newspapers was that part of the issue was that they didn't even show up in person to bother to testify. Was that true? So they didn't send a tax expert. And there's a lot of tax issues associated with utility rates. And, um, you know, one of the things that folks don't know uh, are that taxes are a complete pass through. So I'm talking property taxes. Um, and so they didn't send, they didn't bother to send uh, a tax expert, no one from Eversource, no one from Aquarian, no consultant. Um, so that was def- definitely something that we took issue with because we had questions about how they had categorized, categorized some of their excess, um, what's called aid it. Uh, and then I wish I knew what that stood for off the top of my head, but, <laughs> uh, uh, they didn't show up to, you know, answer questions. Um, about that. And frankly, I don't know how you meet your burden uh, of proof if you if you don't provide a witness. We're chatting with Marissa Gillette. Marissa, the vote was two to one. And I saw that a couple of the, even the person who voted with you had a little bit of a doubt or recriminations. Nonetheless, he voted with you. And the person who dissented obviously didn't agree with you. As a board, how are you functioning? <laughs> 
It's a great question. Um, and I think that's in, I, I would go so far as to say that the commissioner who joined my vote had more than a little doubt. And in fact, in the moment I thought we were heading towards a vote um, that was going to be two to one in the opposite way. And of course, their comments are public record and folks can go view their comments for themselves uh, on our website. Um, you know, I think it's it's tough. You know, I certainly respect their opinions and their service um, at Pura. Uh, I, I think I bring a different viewpoint um, to the matter. You know, I've been exposed to regulation in other states. Uh, you know, the governor has asked me to take a hard look at these things. So, um, you know, I think it's an interesting interesting path moving forward and uh, certainly would advise people to pay attention and go listen to the comments that were made um, around that vote for, for yourselves and, you know, draw your own conclusions. And when do their terms expire and how are their terms re-upped? Are they legislative appointments or are they gubernatorial appointments? How, how is it that you get to be on the Pura board? Yeah, so both of their terms are expired. Um, They've been expired. We're one of the only uh, types of commissioners that can serve uh, until an appointment, uh, until a a successor is named. Uh, So they're gubernatorial appointments. Um, The governor could replace them at any time. And uh, once an appointment is made, uh, it has to be confirmed by both the House and the Senate. They're serving as expired terms. Has that been... um... Has anybody raised that to Governor Lamont that you're aware of? I haven't spoken to him in a while. I'm going to ask him on the show and ask him about that. Why has he allowed these people to serve with expired terms? Why not either re-up them or replace them? You know, I think um, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think we have to recognize, too, that they're just starting their second term. There's um, a whole cabinet to fill out, um, and I know they've been making steady progress there, so... Um, I'm sure it's on on their radar, um, but like I said, since we can we can function, um, you know, with uh, commissioners continuing to serve absent reappointments, um, you know, it's uh, uh, we we don't have any quorum issues right now. So, Marissa Gillette, there are are there just three commissioners on the board of the Public Utility Regulatory Authority? Is it only three? That's correct. So we operate, um, everything that we do has to pass by a majority vote. And a lot of things we do on a day-to-day basis do pass um, with a unanimous vote. Um, It's some of these more consequential uh, decisions that have led to dissents, and and I've dissented on a couple myself. Um, But the vast majority of our day-to-day work is done uh, unanimously. Are they full-time jobs? I mean, I know you're the chair of the authority, but are the other two commissioners, are they working, you know, nine to five in the commission or are they people that prepare themselves for hearings and, you know, do other things in their own lives, in their own professional lives? Uh, yeah. Commissioners are supposed to be full-time jobs. Full-time. Okay. And what's the salary? I well, you have to go to open payroll to check. Um, I think it ranges between uh, 150 um, up from there, uh, depending on how long you've. So uh, it's a nice worked. salary. It's a very nice salary for it the is. state. Okay, all right. And so these other two gentlemen are um, continuing to do their job based on the fact that their original um, appointment expired. 
but they're allowed to do so. But it begs the question of what the governor is going to do about whether or not they're going to be replaced or reappointed. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, Marissa Gillette. All right, Marissa, this is very, very interesting. I'd like to go into the nuts and bolts here and there of what's going on. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, I know last time we spoke, you don't have a rate case pending and that that's what allows you to really, you know, muscularly do what you're doing. But is there anything going through Hartford right now that you would like as the chair of Pura to let us know in terms of your advocating for legislative change? Anything coming through the legislature now that you want us to know about? Yes, great question. There are two pieces of legislation that Pura is really advocating for this session Uh, The first is House Bill 6724. It would extend the shutoff moratorium for what are called financial hardship customers uh, through the rest of this year and make some other changes to energy assistance programs. And the importance of this bill uh, is that the low-income discount rates Pura has designed go into effect January 1st of 2024. Um, So this will get us through that period. And as folks may remember from previous shows, Um, the importance of making sure that folks pay what they can pay and uh, retain service is that when energy arrearages accrue, it doesn't come out of the utility's profits. It comes out of all of our wallets. These, what are called uncollectibles, get socialized. Mm. So it's really important that we figure out a way to get people paying what they can pay. So that's the first bill. The second bill is Senate Bill 7. And I would really encourage folks to contact your legislators today and express support of both of these pieces of legislation. SB7 is being um, advertised as the Take Back Our Grid Part 2, and it has a lot in there that would memorialize uh, some of the decisions that I made in Aquarian. So when these folks do come in for rate cases, Pura doesn't have to spend so much time and resources on showing why the utilities shouldn't get to recover lobbying costs and, and because this legislation would just outright prohibit it. Got it. Uh, along with another of number of things. So I'm okay. um, really All looking right. forward to those two pieces. So HB 6724 and SB7. Uh, before I let you go, Marissa Gillette, I've got one question from a listener. After rainstorms, I have static on my copper telephone landline from Verizon. Recently, they told me I can now get Fios to handle my phone. Will that still be supervised by Pura, or is that now, quote, cable and not under their control? Oh, great question. The listener is right on. That would no longer fall under the jurisdiction of Pura. 
So we do retain jurisdiction over what's called plain old telephone service, which are the copper lines, and it's dwindling to just a couple thousand customers in the state. Once you go beyond copper uh, to Fios or, um, you know, broadband, you know, anything that we're talking about here, that goes outside of Pura's jurisdiction and it's no longer um, regulated by us. So let me ask you something. One of the most upsetting things that has happened this week to a lot of people in our region is that WTNH, which is a broadcaster, not a cable operator, a broadcaster, was dropped from the optimum which is the Mm -hmm. broadband cable service, right? And it gets very mixed up for people. But they had been carrying TNH for a long time. They had a fight over money. And now they don't want, they're not mm-hmm. carrying TNH, and a lot of people in Fairfield County are feeling like that's just wrong and not right to do. Is there any state agency that people can complain to about that? State agency. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, certainly folks can uh, register a complaint uh, with us. Um, the, our jurisdiction over that is so narrow that um, we would have to. Uh, confirm that they have, you know, met the letter of the law, um, which is, again, pretty narrow. Um, Outside of us, uh, folks could contact the Department of uh, Consumer Protection, DCP, um, and see if there have been any customer protection um, uh, violations. But there isn't isn't sort of a Pura for cable broadband, is there? No, no. It, it used to be Pura um, about two decades ago, but around the time that the legislature deregulated the energy generation market, there were also steps taken you know, nationwide to deregulate uh, state oversight of cable, broadband, and that extends to Internet as well. So when they make these changes in people's packages, if they were under the auspices of Pura, they might have to theoretically go before a commission and say, here's what we want to do for the same money. And they don't have to do that now, is what you're saying. Exactly. And that's why when I harp on the importance of rate cases for these utilities, and I talk about how we're not just setting the rates and the terms of service, but we're also looking at the company policies, how they do business. So that's what we used to do for the cable telecommunications sector when we did rate regulate them, and it's been a couple of decades since um, since that's happened. And you you know so okay. And this is very helpful to me because we're chatting with Marissa Gillette, the chair of Pira, because I, as a radio host, I get people complaining, I get people asking, I get people wanting me to advocate and keep this top of mind. And so it's it's illuminating to say the least that in Connecticut, our legislators have just not created a forum. Because consumer protection is busy with so many other kinds of things. They're not, frankly, considered to be the kind of forum that's responsive to these global issues. And there really is not a forum within Connecticut where people can advocate and testify and try and have these things not happen. There is not that. And if you're going to go federal to the FCC or whatever, you're like you're losing so many people. They, They don't have the bandwidth to be able to do this. They can't. So this is interesting. In a small state, we've divested ourselves from activism on this. It's something to raise with legislators. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Marissa Gillette, always fantastic to have you on. You always teach me something I didn't know. 
I do want to continue to thank you on behalf of the multitude of people who drink water and put their lights on in the state that we know that you are here for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.